Hello, and again, welcome to Bit Depth. I'm Santiago Ramones. Perpendicular to me is is where you say your name. <laughs> oh, I'm Dakota Green. Uh, how's it going, dude? <laughs> it's good. Happy to be here. This is uh my first podcast experience, so all right, <laughs> excited. Um, so we kind of know each other through uh ACM. We I've seen you around and uh but more so i wanted to get you on because like i was just explaining um that i have a lot of people on here that i'm like yeah we agree on everything and this is great and then it just becomes this echo chamber and so instead i want to be like hey we argue on facebook let's sort this out yeah i mean it's <laughs> it's it's gonna be a lot more productive than any uh, facebook argument right so. exactly <laughs> Um, but first I want to get to know you. So, uh, what do you do? Um, so, uh, right now uh, I'm mainly playing a couple bands. Um, one of them's the Sweet Talkers. Um, they are a, like a synth alternative, um, you know, very similar to the Killers Mm -hmm. or, uh, New Order or Joy Division. Mm -hmm. So that kind of stuff. Um, it's been really fun. I've been playing with them a couple months now. Um, and we're, you know, working on recordings and stuff like that. Um, and then actually play for drums, um, for Cat Locke. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a solo artist. Um, she used to be the singer for St. Basic. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they kind of went on hiatus. And so, uh, she started her own project and she asked, uh, me and, uh, uh my roommate, uh, he's a buddy from high school to play bass for. Cool. Um, so, and then, uh, you know, work in the. Normal, boring day job. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, just kind of finishing up my last couple classes. Yeah. Um, should graduate next spring. Mm. And then awesome. <laughs> who knows what. Yeah. So what is your primary instrument? Uh, drums. And mm-hmm. probably really my only instrument. Um, I took a little bit of bass lessons so I can... Like if you if you were desperate and you had gone through <laughs> about fifteen people and I was the only one left, I could do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I I'd like to learn more about bass and mm-hmm. get back into it. I just don't really have time for it anymore. Right. Well, I mean, bass and drums are kind of two sides of a similar coin. Yes. Yeah. It was <laughs> it was definitely easier kind of going into learning to bass because I mean, again, I mean, it's very much rhythm based, but. Mm-hmm. Um, it does have a whole other aspect to it, obviously, because now you got to worry about notes. Yeah. And before, I was just like, I don't care. Like, I just, you know, hit a bunch of circles. And yes. It works. <laughs> so. Um, when did you start playing drums? Um, so I started um, the summer between my junior and senior year of high school. Um, that was really the first time I'd ever... Uh, really interacted with it mm-hmm. um growing up i was a sports kid so mm-hmm. i mean that took up pretty much all my time yeah um just going back and forth jumping from one to the next um summer leagues all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um i tried to do guitar one summer back in like <laughs> grade school didn't work out very well um i still have that guitar <laughs> costs like 50 bucks 
like uh, a first act thing or whatever. Oh, uh, I, I mean, it's f- like it's from some you know, <laughs> it's from a company that you will legit have never heard of. Right, right. Um, and I mean, they probably put out like a hundred guitars and <laughs> went under. Um, but and then like in like first grade, you know, I did like the typical like piano mm-hmm. and violin lessons. Okay. Um, which I actually nowadays I wish I would have continued. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not. I mean, yeah, piano would have been really nice, but honestly, like violin is something that I yeah. have thought really hard about trying to get back into because mm-hmm. I don't know, just I like. Even though I've been played mostly in rock bands and I really like rock music, I also really like pretty music. Mm-hmm. So, that yeah, violin's been, a beautiful instrument. Oh, oh man, <laughs> and even hey, and you can even use it in rock music. Uh, oh, yeah. you know, uh, yellow card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they had a like a lead violin, so it was great. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, so I started, um, and the reason I started is, uh, the buddy from high school I was talking about, he mm-hmm. plays, he played bass. Um, and we were going to this youth group, um, at their church and they, uh, the youth pastor, he played guitar. Um, they had a couple people that could sing, mm-hmm. um, but they didn't have anybody play drums and they just a drum kit sitting back there. So. I forget why we were there, but we were either there early or late. And I was like, hey, like, can I mess around with that? Mm-hmm. And he's like, sure. So started doing that. And then we started playing for the for the youth group services. And then every once in a while, we would go in and play for, like, the main church. And mm-hmm. then eventually I was playing for the main church. And uh, from there, I got into college and there was a... Uh, uh, BCM on campus at the college mm-hmm. I went to before I came up here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got in with them and started playing with them. Um, and then, yeah, I found about ACM and moved up here and started joining, I guess, real bands. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, yeah, so it's been about six years. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Gotten a lot better. Haven't gotten good enough yet, though. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> um. So you're kind of more a, a drummer out of necessity, but like what made you go like, ooh, out of all of these things, I really want to hit stuff? <laughs> um, probably because it was easy. Hmm. Um, I know I know some people can, you know, they just like pick up an instrument and to them it feels right. Yeah. And I feel like that was the way it was with me. I mean, um, in hindsight, looking back, I mean – I always had not like necessarily nervous tics, but like I was always kind of, you know, in motion, (laughs) Um, whether it's like, you know, leg bouncing or like table tapping or something like that. So it's one of those things where you look at it like, oh, it makes sense now. You're supposed to, you know, hit things. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just so much fun to play. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, (laughs) it's, it's the best instrument there is. Fight me. (laughs) Well, I actually, uh. I kind of agree with you. I think I should have been a drummer, but like it like got away from me and I never got the chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I, I totally get the, the tapping, the fidgetiness. Um, so uh, what made you decide to uh, go to school for music? And you, you had said that you went to a different school. So. Yeah. Um, so I went to uh, Southeastern Oklahoma State University mm-hmm. um, for two years uh, just because that was the town that I graduated from. So it was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had no idea what I wanted to do. 
Uh, for a while, I went for for the first two years. I was going for uh, occupational safety and health. Mm. Um, so basically, that's just you know, like on a construction site or something. You're the you're the safety inspector. So right. you go through and make sure everybody's you know wearing their hard hats. Right. Everybody's tied off and secured and everything mm-hmm. like that. Uh, makes really good money, obviously. Yeah. Um, so the logic kind of behind was it was like, you know, my Drums cost several thousands of dollars. <laughs> um, this is going to help pay me to fund that. So this would be a good career choice to go mm-hmm. into. Uh, super boring. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I just, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't get into it. And then uh, the same buddy from high school that plays bass, uh, he was going to OU at the time. Mm-hmm. And somebody had told him about ACM. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... I told my parents about it, um, and we came up and, you know, we visited, we toured and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. At first they were like, uh, I mean, you know, any parent that's like, well, going to school for music, like that's yeah. not going to put you anywhere <laughs> in life because, I mean, most of the time they're not wrong. Um, <laughs> but after coming up and visiting and hearing about it, they were a little more convinced. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd kind of made a deal with them that if I came up here for a couple of years and did this and it didn't look like anything was working out, that I would go back and finish the mm-hmm. safety. Um, hopefully, I don't know if they'll ever hear this, but uh, I really have, don't ever want to do that. <laughs> uh, which I, I think they kind of know now because I'm already getting a bachelor's in something else. Mm. So, um, but yeah, so I heard about that. Um, and so the semester before I came up here, I just went to school part-time. I moved back in with my parents to help save money. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, and then that next that next year uh, was my first semester here. Um, moved up to Oklahoma City, and yeah. Um, so it it seems like, and, the, and it's kind of a, a difficult thing, but it seems like there's a a separation between, oh, here's the the music thing, but then I got to deal with, like, the job thing. And and so at what point does it, or at what point can it merge and be like, no, music is now my life? Well, <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, you know, the the sweet talkers that I'm in right now, we, we have a lot of, better than any band that I've been in previously, um, we have a much better, like, focus on, making it into a business Mm -hmm. um like we have goals that we're trying to meet for i mean we're and just like the ambition and i mean i think the the talent is there enough that we could you know have some remote amount of or Mm -hmm. fair amount of success in it um but i mean if 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 for any reason you know that doesn't work out um more and more lately i've gotten this urge to start my own venue Mm -hmm. um and so i've gotten over time, I've talked to a bunch of people who've been interested in it, and um, uh, my again bringing back probably talk about him a lot, but my buddy from high school, mm-hmm. um, he works as a chef, and uh, a couple of the his coworkers um, want to do their own thing as well. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about the idea of opening up our own restaurant venue, yeah, um, and trying to really focus on making an all-ages venue because that is very much lacking here in the metro area. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now, I think we're kind of hoping to try to do Norman mm-hmm. um, just because that's where we all live right now. But 
I mean, you know, you have Campus Corner with all the bars. Um, and there's a, a Main Street that has a couple bars on there too. But, I mean, you've got the entire OU campus of 18, 19, 20-year-olds yeah. that, you know, I mean, some of them probably have fakes, but mm-hmm. that's an entire, I mean, that's a massive market, cause yeah, especially because yeah. freshmen have to live on campus. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there's just nothing being catered to them. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, even not that I necessarily want a bunch of high schoolers running around, but I mean, even yeah. high schoolers, yeah. like, and so I feel, I feel like I know enough people in the music industry that we could really get something cool going mm-hmm. and, and, and have, have a venue that like bands are excited to play yeah, and like are happy to be a part of and help build because they can see that it's building a community. Yeah. So, but God knows when that'll happen. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I think that since you have this community through ACM, through Norman and stuff, I feel like, yeah, a lot of people are really wanting that because as we were just kind of talking about, like it, it's annoying to have to like bug a venue and be like, Hey, I'm trying to play my music here, and then they just never get back to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, who were some artists that you were listening to around the time that you started, and then who are you listening to now that inspire you to be a better drummer? Um, so, I guess I'll start off. So, my biggest drummer role model, the one that I've pretty much modeled, I think, much of my style after is uh, Ronnie Venucci of The Killers. Hmm. Um, His, I mean, the man's nuts if you watch him live. Hmm. Um, And just trying to like, even just like listening to stuff on the record. um, Sometimes it gets lost, but I mean, the dude's insane. Mm -hmm. Um, I saw him a couple years ago in Dallas, and my favorite memory is, so his his symbols that he uses, Hmm. he has... All of his crashes are 22 inches, <laughs> and then he has a 24-inch K light ride. And I mean, just the whole show. I mean, these. I mean, these massive symbols right, are right. just like swaying the entire <laughs> time, and it's just it's beautiful. And so I'm not quite there. I've got a 22-inch ride and a 20-inch crash, um, and then his hi hats are like 18 inches or something. <laughs> like, it's it's absurd, but I love it. Um, and um, and actually, another one that I've at least like really come to understand and kind of respect more mm-hmm. is uh, actually the drummer for uh, Kings of Leon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not Nathan. Nathan's the singer. Uh, or no, no, it is Nathan. Yeah, <laughs> Caleb's the singer. Um, but his his style, which I kind of link to, is, is very closer to like the Ringo effect where mm-hmm. – it's much more simplistic, but that's what the music demands is yeah, a more yeah. simplistic style. Mm-hmm. I mean, as much as I'd like to be Travis Barker, <laughs> I just, you know, you listen to a song sometimes and you're just like, there's a couple times I'll go to local shows and our Hiller drummer and they'll just, they'll do a fill like every 16 measures. Right. And I'm just like, or not even that, like every eight. And I'm just like, oh, you're just, you're just killing the song right now, man. Mm-hmm. Like, you're so distracting because you want to look cool mm. that you're just ruining the music mm-hmm. and it sucks. 
But um, as far as bands that I listen to, um, uh, I was really big into the Foo Fighters. Mm. Um, obviously, the Killers. Um, I mean, you're wearing a Foo Fighters shirt right now. So. I am. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, yeah, again, you know, Kings of Leon. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Uh, I was, I mean, Yellow Card. Uh, mm-hmm. I was really big into them. Um, Coldplay enough. I have I have some pretty mm-hmm. good respect for Coldplay. Again, I like pretty songs. Yeah, yeah. As much as I like you know <laughs> rock songs, mm-hmm. um, so they've got a couple. They've got some solid pretty songs. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then now uh, I've gotten into like I don't know if you know churches, mm-hmm. um, broods, uh, purity ring, lights. I'm a big fan of lights. Mm. They're all like female-led electronic groups. Cool. Which I kind of have a soft spot I've <laughs> discovered. Um, and then uh, who else? Well, and then a lot of local music, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, ACM alums Space Release mm-hmm. are one of my I yeah, mean, yeah. favorite local acts oh, and, yeah. just, and just music in general. Like I get their songs stuck in my head all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, I feel like the only things that I've ever really not enjoyed is most country, at least modern country. <laughs> I mean, I grew up on country, obviously, um, with my parents listening to it. And so I, in turn, had to listen to it. <laughs> um, so I can, you know, 90s, early 2000s, I can sing about any country song. <laughs> um, and most rap, there is some that I'll listen to and I'll still like some songs I'll still listen to and enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like uh, Kid Cudi's Man on the Moon. Mm-hmm. I loved that album. Um, and then um, some of Eminem stuff, obviously, I'll, I'll listen to. And mm-hmm. every once in a while, some other songs will come in. But in general, I just, I don't know. I don't necessarily like the message that rap gives off. <laughs> um, and... Again, I mean, not that there aren't some, but like I like I like pretty songs. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are some musical hurdles that you've kind of faced over time? Like, oh, I want to, I really want to be able to get this technique down. And well, so what's something that you've gotten down, and what's something that you're working on? Um, so, uh, I, I've always, I mean, always, I, I've been kind of bad about practicing by myself, um, just cause time is always an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, also I don't necessarily know what I need to do to practice. So I need, I would need to go, you know, do the research to do, know, like, mm-hmm. know what I need to do and then go do it, which um, I'm going to be honest, I'm a little lazy. Um, <laughs> but, uh. There's been a couple times, even here at ACM, where we'd be like in the in the bands, we'd mm-hmm. have a song that we would need to do, and I mean, I'd listen to it for like half an hour, and I'm just like, I have no idea what this guy's doing. Yeah. Like, I, I for the life of me, I can't figure it out, and so I'd have to take it to one of the drum instructors here, and he would like, he'd just like, oh yeah, it's this, and he'd show me in two seconds, and I'd be like, oh okay, that's easy, mm-hmm. and then you know, I'd be able to go from there. So. Um, I think just because I've never had like real training in drums, it's mm. almost all been self-taught except for you know the couple lessons that we had here. Sure. 
Um, so I think there's just the biggest hurdle I think is that there's just so much that I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just kind of BSing my way through <laughs> and so far it's worked, but I mean, I'd definitely like to try to get into lessons. I've been looking around to try to see if somebody can teach me cause I just know in general, like, you know, even, even if my band does take off and we start like, I, on a personal level, I just need to get better. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then we kind of talked about it a little bit, but like, what do you feel is the, the role of the drummer? Um, well, I think that I think it a hundred percent depends on the music. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, in Blink-182, you had a three piece, so there's a lot of room. I mean, it's a punk, mm-hmm. you know, pop punk, punk rock band. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's just all about the energy and, and behind it. And so Travis Barker fits perfect for that. Mm-hmm. And so, cause I mean, he's just nuts and all over the place and it works great. Um, you know, what we brought back up, like Ringo Starr, like you, when you're in a band with, you know, Paul, mm-hmm. George and John, like somebody has to be the worst person in the band. <laughs> like not that, you know, Ringo's bad, but like you have three like legendary talents. <laughs> like, I mean, and the thing is, I think he was totally fine with it too. Like he mm-hmm. was more than fine to just sit in the back and, you know, happily <laughs> lay down some, you know, basic beats. And I mean, I mean, I think it's, I think it's great and I love it. Um, you know, again, bringing up the Kings of Leon guy, like kind of a similar situation where the, 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 the role of the drummer is to, almost even set the tone for the music, I think, Mm -hmm. because, you know, obviously like when you're playing live, like you're keeping time. So that's a big thing that Mm -hmm. affects the tone of the music. But I mean, your dynamics affect the tone of the music Mm -hmm. probably more than anybody else. Yeah. Um, And I mean, if you just, if you, if you have more simple beats, then, you know, you're leaving air for everybody else to breathe mm-hmm. and to be able to do their stuff. And obviously if you're, if you're just doing more complex stuff, again, depending on your type of music, you're going to muddy the water some. And mm-hmm. again, maybe it needs it, maybe it doesn't, but, um, I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm biased obviously, but I feel like the drummer's extremely important, maybe more so than others, <laughs> but, um, and kind of thinking of some of the artists that you've been mentioning, um, it seems like, uh, to, to make this broad statement, uh, it seems like rock is mostly gone. Like uh, the, the heyday of the, these legendary uh, rock bands is, is kind of gone away. Is, is rock dead? Um, I mean, I definitely don't think so. I mean, it's, I think it's from the mainstream, but I mean, mm-hmm. nobody likes the mainstream. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, we just, I, I didn't get a chance to go see them, which I really wish I did, but Arctic Monkeys just played at the mm-hmm. Criterion. Um, I mean, they're great. Yeah. Um, although I think, I don't know if I was super a fan of their newest album, but I mean, the, all like their last couple before that, mm-hmm. cause I think they were their newest one. If I remember it correctly, it was much more mellow. I need to listen to it. Okay. Because I, <laughs> I think I listened to it once, and 
again, I, it wasn't like as thorough, like sit down, listen to. I just had it playing like in the background when I was doing something. And I kind of was like, wait, is this a different song? Uh, <laughs> I feel like yeah, yeah. it kind of sounds like the same as the one before. Um, but, you know, hey, they're nationally or probably worldwide <laughs> touring. So what do I know? Um, <laughs> but no, I, I definitely don't think like rock music is dead by any means. Um mm. I think it, it well I think it's is more here in Oklahoma City. Hmm. Um at least like like that Foo Fighters type of rock mm-hmm. cuz we've got a big metal scene here. Yeah. Um and then there's like the the more indie alternative in Norman and and stuff mm-hmm. around but um cuz before before the Sweet Talkers I was in a in a rock band Pluto Rest in Peace. Mm-hmm. Um and they're just we never found like super great success just because it didn't seem like the music that we were playing was really what people were wanting in this area yeah we were we were and we could get away with playing with you know both sides but we were too hard rock for most of the like indie fans and Mm -hmm. then like not hard enough for like the metal side so um i think that's really just an oklahoma city thing um i'm sure there's plenty of other cities where we would thrive really well, but mm-hmm. just happened to be where we were at. Yeah. Well, it's something else that I wanted to ask about is like, what is it like trying to be a, a rock band in, you know, a, not that Oklahoma doesn't have a music scene, but it's definitely not known for its music scene. Right. Um, it's, it's really not, you know that bad um it was so far i think it was it was worth worse with pluto again just because i don't think our type of music was what people were wanting mm-hmm. um it's been it's been easier with the sweet talkers there seems to be a lot more uh appeal i guess mm-hmm. to more people yeah, yeah um so getting shows and playing with other people been a lot easier mm-hmm. um and actually making money off of shows. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, in in general, I think one of the, the biggest hurdles is uh, there's not necessarily that culture of, hey, you need to pay to hear live music. Yeah. And I think it's, it's getting a lot better um, slowly, but people just... I don't know. They just oh, I'll just listen to Spotify. And like, right. yeah, but you know, <laughs> like, that's great and all, but how about you listen live and come have fun and you know, mm-hmm. have a couple of drinks and a good time. Yeah. So, but I think we're getting there. Um, I just hope it's not another five years before we get there. <laughs> um, and I mean, yeah. So, so how do we? How do we freaking make money off of this? um it's a good question (laughs) um i i think it's just kind of a i mean obviously you know the music has to be good um Mm -hmm. and if we can just kind of and this is what i've kind of wanted to do with my uh my venue idea was really just make like a focal center 
of mm-hmm. the of the music movement and just be like, all right, like, you know, if you want to go here, the best that the Oklahoma City metro area has to offer, mm-hmm. like, this is where you want to go. You're going to mm-hmm. find a great, you know, a great band every night or every night that there's music. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, there's going to be a bunch of people there for you to meet and have fun with. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a problem that, again, most of the venues around are all bars. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of them just don't offer anything besides alcohol. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I know you're like, well, what's the point of a bar? Um, yeah, but, <laughs> you know, if, 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 if I got 15 bars that are an option and there's nothing different between them or there's no difference between mm-hmm. them besides they all, you know, have liquor, then, <laughs> I mean, you know, I just might as well, like, get a twister board and just, like, spin to see which one I'm going right. to go to. Or exactly. I'll just go to the one that's closest to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think a lot of the places here don't have enough character by themselves. Because mm-hmm. I feel like if you're, if you're going to go somewhere – like the place you're going should be cool. Whether or mm-hmm. not like what events are going on, mm-hmm. it should be a place that you want to enjoy to go to. Yeah. Like um so far the my favorite venue to play and just kind of go to is the Deli in Norman. Mm-hmm. Um almost, you know, every time I've played, uh there's been I mean a, a good sized crowd. Um mm-hmm. you know, drinks are pretty cheap there. Uh and just in general, like it's, it doesn't ever feel as gross as some of the other bars. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it's a dive bar, but you know it's it's a good dive bar. Like there's, I don't know if you how much you've been on Campus Corner, mm-hmm. but there's a there's Logies. It's, oh <laughs> I mean, any if you walk in there on the weekends, I mean it is it is wall to wall. I mean, you know, and there's uh, they've got you know. Like, I don't need, I think they have a DJ maybe, yeah. or they just like play music videos or something. And it's just, it's so loud and just obnoxious. Yeah. And I mean, there's all the frat boys and stuff there. <laughs> so it's just, it's just a bad time. Um, but the deli's definitely my, it's been my favorite place to play mm-hmm. and, and just kind of go see, yeah, uh, musical acts so far. Yeah. But, um, Last one on the music topic. Uh, what makes music important? Um, so as I've said before, I mean, I really like pretty songs um, mm-hmm. just because of the emotional impact that they bring. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that any any good music either invokes or encompasses some kind of emotional impact behind it. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, there's, you know, there's the thing that people talk about, like, you know, if you're sad, you know, when you're sad, you listen to sad songs and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And I mean, it's just, there's, again, for there to be, I think, any value to it, it has to have some kind of emotional Mm -hmm. impact that it brings, Um, which is another reason why I'm not a big fan of most rap Mm -hmm. is because I just, there's just no emotion behind that (laughs) at all besides like ego. Mm-hmm. I feel, um, and I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, there's there's definitely like plenty of stuff, but like the mainstream is obviously mm-hmm. just like, hey, look at all the stuff I have. Right. Um, so, but yeah, yeah, good music is is something that again I think imply or 
brings some kind of emotional impact with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, switching gears. Um, what is the role of spirituality or religion in your life? Um, so I, I grew up, um, going to church, uh, in a Christian family, um, with my current work schedule. Um, I don't ever get to go to church very much. Um, cause I work on Sunday mornings now. Mm. Um, and moving to Norman, I wasn't really new place, you know, stuff like not work schedule. I didn't have any like groups to plug into or anything like that. So it's, um, I don't really like that, but it's, it has become a backseat kind of thing. Mm. Um, and I know it needs to not necessarily be. Mm. Um, so that's kind of on my to-do list of trying to get <laughs> back on track with that. So I'm definitely, I'm definitely not where I need to be. But as far as like what I, you know, believe, like, again, I do believe like the Christian fundamentals about, you know, God and, and mm-hmm. Jesus Christ and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, yeah. And again, I'm not, I'm not where I know I should be, but I am trying to get things to go in the way that I can get back on track. So, mm-hmm. um, what is your definition of God? Um, so, I mean, the, the base, I mean, is just the, I mean, the, the, the higher being the, the intelligent design creator of the universe, mm-hmm. um, going through and I've, you know, uh, they talk about, and me and my roommate were kind of having a discussion about this the other day. I mean, he, he also believes as mm-hmm. well. Um, but um, we were talking about how there's most people, whenever they're like, oh, you believe in God, and you're like, oh, like, so you just deny science. And you're like, well, no, not really. I mean, mm-hmm. there's like, there's beliefs. You, you can still believe in God and believe science at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, 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 there's definitely some people that don't. Don't get me wrong. Right. Um, But like, it's like believing that, you know, beings adapt to their environments to deny Mm -hmm. that is just foolish. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you spend a summer in Florida on the beach, (laughs) your skin's going to get darker. Like that's adaption. Mm -hmm. Like, so, um, again, and there's nothing against, there's nothing that the Bible says like, no, like things don't do that. So, Again, it's it's just, um, but at the end of the day, like I see the I see the complexity of life, mm-hmm. and and the the processes behind it, and to me the the answer is somebody had to have planned it. So, mm-hmm. um, and I will never, in my feeble human brain, <laughs> have any understanding of you know, or comprehension mm-hmm. of, of this being or their thought process or anything like that. But, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. So, mm. um, do you believe in free will? Yeah. Um, I think, so there's, there's obviously, there's lots of different groups under the, I mean, it's not really Christian, but like that umbrella yeah, yeah. that believes at least in God and Jesus. Um, and uh, 
forget what they're called, but there's a group that believes in predestination. Calvinists. So, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, no matter, doesn't matter, like, everything's already been written in stone, like, who's going, like, what's mm-hmm. happening and stuff like that. So, I believe that to a degree mm-hmm. because, so for God to be God, <laughs> he has to basically exist outside of space, time, and matter. Mm. And so if he is above all of that, because again, he would have had to create these things. Yeah. Um, so time has no meaning. So he both exists now and in the future mm-hmm. as well as in the past. So, um, so in a sense, like, yes, he, he does already know what's going to happen, mm-hmm. but we still are making those choices to mm-hmm. get there. Sure. So it's kind of, it's almost like the time, like time uh, travel paradoxes mm-hmm. where, <laughs> you know, if if time travel was invented, somebody probably would have come back by now to, mm. to let us know. And since nobody's come back yet, it's probably not invented because mm. at some point time travel becomes a thing. So that means time travel <laughs> exists at all points. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> gets it gets confusing fast, but you know, it's it's fun to Or they're good at hiding it. Yeah, that's <laughs> very true. Um. <laughs> um so given all of the um Christian fundamentals, um what is good behavior? This is a question I ask everyone. It's just like what is good? Um, so it's kind of, I don't know. I mean, that's obviously a big question to unpack. Um, I mean, if you want to get really down into things, yes. uh, <laughs> what is good from a human perspective? Nothing. Hmm. So the, the core, the core of Christianity and which pretty, I mean, I'm, don't not none that I've heard of pretty much sets it apart from any other religion that exists. Maybe besides, well, even Judaism is still kind of along the lines. Is mm-hmm. that there is nothing like nothing you do in your life, whether it be good or bad, determine or affects your fate. Hmm. So I mean, you can be the best person that's ever existed, but it it doesn't matter because you've still done evil. Hmm. Like, and and that's the biggest part about Christianity is like. A, a huge misconception is that if you do good things, you go to heaven. If you do bad things, you go to hell. That's not true. Hmm. Um, basically, everybody, no matter who they are, is already on that path to hell. Like we've hmm. we because for God to be God, <laughs> He has to be a perfect being. Mm-hmm. Imperfection cannot exist mm-hmm. in His presence. Mm-hmm. And so, it, I mean, you know, if you cheated on a math test, like, <laughs> and I know people are like, well, it's not really hell worthy, but it's not that that sent you to hell. It's that you are, humanity is technically already on that path. Mm-hmm. Like that is, that is where we are going mm-hmm. unless, again, and this is where, you know, Christ comes in is that he came down to take our place and die and pay mm-hmm. for our sins and stuff like that. So only, only when we recognize that, there is not a single thing that we can do ourselves to save ourselves mm-hmm. 
that when we go through, and that's when they talk about like asking for forgiveness for sins and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that it's it's that point where you know, again you realize like I cannot do this, like Jesus alone, you can do this. Um, I need you to help me. Mm-hmm. I need you to save me because I can. I like, and that's when. Um, like, I don't know how familiar you are with like yeah, the yeah. the church lingo, but that's when people talking about like surrendering their lives. It's mm-hmm. like like I just like it's it's in your yeah. hands. Like I can't again. I can't do this by myself. I need you to save me. So, mm-hmm. and I think that is a big, a very focal, major point of Christianity that is either just not known about for most people mm-hmm. that haven't grown up. Even people in the church, man, don't know it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> so, um. So given that, how, what should we do in the world? <laughs> um, I mean, you know, from, from the actual, from the actual Christian standpoint, I mean, we're, we're instructed to, to, I mean, there's obviously a lot of, not rule, rules, but like, they're saying like, okay, so how do you. How do you live once you've surrendered? How do you live in a oh, what's the right word for it? Um, or I guess how do you how do you live a life that positively positively reflects Christ? Yeah. I guess yeah. Um, and so you know, I mean, one of the biggest things that people like to talk about is you know, love your neighbor, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, through the I guess like the Christian goal through like missionaries and even just like daily things is to try to show the love of Christ who came down to save them mm-hmm. from certain peril mm-hmm. and suffering and share that love with other people and telling their story and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean that's far. I mean again as as far as if, I mean, if you want to pull religion out of it, I mean, sure. I, I mean it's kind of funny because, I mean, even, again, I hear a lot of people, you know, have a lot of things to say about Christianity, and a lot of them aren't necessarily positive. Right. Um, and I can't necessarily blame them because there's a lot of people that walk around saying, like, you know, about Christianity, and, you know, they definitely do not show that kind of right. love of Christ. Um, but... uh Oh, I kind of lost my thought. Um, <laughs> Zooming out from religion. Yeah. Oh, um, there's just like in general, there's just like good principles to live by. Mm-hmm. I mean, even, you know, like part of the Ten Commandments, like, yes, a lot of them were about, you know, God. But I mean, again, a lot of them are just like, you know, hey, don't steal from people. Yeah. Don't don't <laughs> don't murder other people. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's not OK. Again, you know, love your neighbor. Um and and stuff like that. So, um, I mean, I think if you just and I've I mean I've worked in customer service for a long time, so I've dealt with a lot of people and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I mean, it's just like if you just treat each like each person that comes in as just an individual, and just treat them with as much respect as you can until they go and do something that yeah would make <laughs> them lose respect. Mm-hmm. I mean, you still obviously try to be as respectful as you can, but you know, there comes a time where some people are just—I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say evil, um, but like they're just—they're just like they're just not very good people. 
And so you just kind of got to like, like I'm, like I'm, I'm going to do my best, but you know, there's only so much I can do. Like if your heart, your heart's set a certain way, there's nothing I'm, hmm. I'm not the one that's going to be able to change it. So, hmm. <laughs> um, then, oh no, that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> um, What's something about you that people don't know about? Um, well, I don't know if it's necessarily people don't know. Um, but it's not, I don't know if it's something I've, a whole lot of people know. I mean, I'm very much a huge nerd. <laughs> um, I mean, you probably know, I mean, I, I have like, 20 Star Wars shirts that I'll, I'll wear <laughs> on the regular. That's pretty much all my wardrobe is, is Star Wars and then band shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the past, like, six months to a year, I've also gotten really into anime. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those have been really fun. Um, there's a lot of really good ones out there right now. Um, uh, like Attack on Titan. Mm-hmm. That's a big one that I'm into now. Um, there's a bunch of other series I've watched. Uh, well, I'm watching My Hero Academia right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I watched Assassination Classroom. Uh, what else have I watched? Uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. That was really good. <laughs> um, there's a couple others, but, um, yeah, I'm just, in general, I'm just a huge nerd, so. Mm. Where but, are you on The Last Jedi? Um... So, I will. My love of Star Wars is is so much that anything Star Wars, I will <laughs> I will take a part of. Sure. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so I have I have a lot of issues with the Last Jedi, mainly because I read the extended universe books. Mm. I mean, almost all of them. I've got like 50 of them in my house. <laughs> um, and the decisions to do what they did with Luke Skywalker, I was very much not a mm-hmm. fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I just, I felt like it, I don't know, it just kind of demeaned his entire character from the other mm-hmm. um from the other films and not that he hadn't like in the books, he didn't struggle. Like in the books, he, I mean, in the books, he went to the dark side too. Like he became, um, there's a whole line of where Palpatine, a clone of Palpatine actually comes back Hmm. and Luke becomes his servant. Um, and so, uh, Luke is definitely not perfect, but over the course, he does become that, air quotes, perfect mm-hmm. Jedi <laughs> in the sense of like, yes, like this is, this is the, the man that, you know, you should aspire to be like, who does his best to go out and, and right wrongs and, and not kill teenage children. Yeah. <laughs> and again, I mean, I, I, I see what they were trying to go for to show like he basically that same moment in return of the Jedi when, Vader threatens Leia Mm -hmm. and he like they tried to like see like he's still like you know human like he still Mm -hmm. has flaws um however I kind of disagree with a little bit of because when when Vader threatens Leia in 
Return of the Jedi. Yes, he gets angry, but I feel like it's more of a righteous anger. Mm -hmm. I mean, if somebody like if somebody threatens your sibling or your family (laughs) member, like, and you and you come to their defense, like, I feel like that's again that's more of a righteous anger. Mm -hmm. Granted, I mean, he got a little bit carried away with bashing (laughs) Vader on the ground and then slicing his mechanical arm off. But so, but (laughs) either way, like it, it was, it showed that like, yeah, like he wasn't perfect and stuff like that. I, and, and again, there was a lot, like the whole plot just seemed weak. Mm. Um, There was a lot of just like inconsistencies from the books or that was like stuff. And again, obviously Disney threw the books out, but there's a lot of things that were like established as far as like like hyperspace and mm-hmm. how that worked. Yeah. That I was just like, ugh. <laughs> like, you know, whenever, so whenever they jump to hyperspace to leave the planet mm-hmm. and they like come out of real space mm-hmm. or come back to real space, um, all of a sudden like the new or the first order is in front of them. And I'm just like, that is physically impossible. <laughs> like there's like, I mean, how just just how mm-hmm. um and that quickly too and then there's the like the the tracing through hyperspace which i don't think there was really ever i'm trying to remember if in the books there was ever like a situation <laughs> where that um like they definitely had trackers and stuff like that mm-hmm. um where basically I think the way it worked, though, is that, like, you still couldn't do it while in hyperspace, mm-hmm. but whenever you came out of it, it would basically send a ping out. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, you know, like, you're basically invisible, and then you come out, and it sends out a sonar ping, and that's when mm-hmm. you're like, oh, there they are, and then they can just jump to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you could still, like, like, space still had hyperspace lanes. Mm-hmm. Like, it was still, like, a highway system, so you could, like, <laughs> you could say, like, all right, so they're going, they left here in this direction, so there's only like so many areas that they can go mm. to along this straight hyperspace path. Yeah. And you could sometimes like judge from there like where they may go or stuff like that. But it definitely made it a lot diff- more difficult. Um, I feel like the uh, the science of Star Wars is is difficult to get behind in the first place. And that's a lot harder to... Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely in the movies they've they've bent it. Um, in the Force Awakens, there was one scene um, when they're going to uh, Star Killer Base in the Falcon, mm. and they like drop out of hyperspace like a hundred yards from the yeah, ground. Yeah. yeah. So in the books, that would basically be impossible because the way the way like hyperspace and stuff works is um, there's gravity wells around planets mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And so you have to jump, yeah. come out of it yeah, far like, enough away. Or or the gravity well will pull you out of it. Mm-hmm. Cuz like once you hit that gravity, uh, okay. Yeah, then it'll it will yank you from hyperspace. <laughs> and so they there would there's no way that they would have been able to get that close to the planet. Mm-hmm. Um that's why there's a they actually built these ships um the empire did that projected artificial gravity wells hmm. and so there's a lot of instances so in the books yeah so you could like around them yeah so you could either like if you knew if you had like an informant or something that told you like hey they're going to be coming on this hyperspace route hmm. you could set up 
your fleet there huh. and as soon as like they start getting close you flip on the wells and their entire fleet drops out of hyperspace yeah totally like ambushed yeah. <laughs> or you can if you like know you have a superior fleet you could turn those on and then they can't escape mm-hmm. so it's really cool i mean there's Again, when you get into the books, it's just it, there's so much more oh, thought yeah. and <laughs> strategy and uh, science behind it, mm-hmm. um, which I really wish that they like. I just want to see in this next one just the, <laughs> the 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 most massive space battle they can with just you know talking about like all oh, the ship movements and all that. that like that's mm-hmm. what I want to see, but <laughs> I doubt that'll happen because you know gotta. Got a got a show, Luke drinking some weird green milk. Green milk. Yep. <laughs> um, two more questions. Um, what makes you happy? Um, I mean music and playing, obviously. Um, memes are great. <laughs> memes um, are great. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I'm just always happy to go up and play music, um, and I mean, I watch, I watch videos and stuff and movies and stuff like that that make me laugh, and obviously are entertainment and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think, and just having, just being around friends and doing stuff, and yeah, so great. Uh, and then the last one, cake or pie? Um, so it depends on the pie. Uh, I'm not a big pie person. There are a couple that I do like. Mm. Um, so if it was like any pie I could choose and any cake I could choose, probably pie. But okay. if it was like this specific pie against this specific cake, more times I'd probably pick cake. Okay. <laughs> so mostly cake but kind of pie yeah <laughs> uh all right well, but cool. ice cream over everything oh yeah all right. <laughs> <laughs> but then you get like ice cream cake or like frozen pies that's and true. then it's blurring the lines i've gotten into deep stuff about that anyways <laughs> dakota thank you for doing this with me yeah no it was fun uh plug your stuff where can we find um, your things so uh um Sweet Talkers Music, um, Instagram, uh, I think I think they have Facebook too. Um, it's not used quite as much, but definitely do it on Instagram. Mm. Um, you can find a couple demos that they have or we have at uh, sweettalkersmusic.com. Um, again, I play for Catlock. Um, I think hers is at Catlock7. Mm. Um, she's got an EP release show coming out on the 20th at the Speakeasy, I believe. Uh, the next Sweet Talker show should be the 28th at the Resonator in Norman. Cool. So come out. It'll be spooky. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and uh, me, I'm on Instagram as well, f- at fake Dakota Green. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't really post a whole lot besides like show posters, so I won't, <laughs> I won't feel bad if nobody follows me. I understand. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, or I guess you can also, if you want, uh, go listen to my other band, uh, Pluto rest in peace. Um, we've got f- three songs and a cover on Spotify. Mm. So if you want to do that, 
Um, and if I guess if you want to follow it, you can as well at Pluto Rip Band. But uh, <laughs> not much is going on there right now. But Rip, yeah, Pluto Rip, <laughs> fitting. Uh, <laughs> again, thank you for doing this with me. Uh, I'm Santiago Ramones. I'm Dakota Green. You can find everything that I do on my website, SantiagoRamones.com. I make music. You can uh, download or pay for my demo. It's free or however many monies you want to pay for that. That's a Songs With Words demo. Um, and there's also uh, my podcast, which you are listening to right now, which you can find on Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, or on Stitcher. Um, I need to get back to bugging Spotify about being on Spotify, but I think they're just doing like the big podcasts that are on. Well, I think they're 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 in that beta or something yeah. to do like anybody can post anything. Yeah, no, it's not quite there yet. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully soon. Yeah. <laughs> um but yes, uh leave reviews or comments uh and let me know what y'all think about the podcast. I always end my podcast with my three things. They shape my life philosophy. Those three things are love never fails. It's going to be okay. I might be wrong. 